Welcome to Adding It Up, a numerology podcast that dishes out information about the numbers in easily digestible pieces, one mini lesson at a time. I am your host, Bethany Abrahamson, and thank you so much for being here with me today. To begin our journey, first I'd like to share a little bit about my own journey into the world of numerology, as well as provide some basic fundamentals about numerology and my analytical approach. The study of numerology is a vast, multifaceted ancient art dating back to the time of Pythagoras and beyond. Like astrology, it contains many moving parts, and getting started can be a confusing and overwhelming step for the newcomer. For the layperson, the general knowledge of numerology is usually limited to the total value of their birth date. It helps explain some things about a person's disposition, but it's only a fraction of the puzzle. It's similar to how people associate their sun signs with their understanding of astrology. It's absolutely a meaningful portion of information to have, but without knowing your moon sign, rising sign, where your Venus and Mars sit, etc., etc., you're missing out on some pretty powerful components. My goal for this podcast is to help deliver some numerology lessons in smaller, more easily digestible pieces so that you can see how some of these numbers fit together and create a much larger, more cohesive, well-developed picture. Through the information I will be sharing, you will learn how to compute the numbers for yourself, for your loved ones, and for other people that stand out in your world. Hopefully, it will help you better understand those around you and also better understand yourself. Before we go down the rabbit hole, I thought I should start by sharing a little bit about myself my own journey with numerology, and how it began. Also, how I found numerology to be an important personal tool, and a few pertinent fundamentals before our deep dive begins. My story goes back 28 years to early 1992. I was a 16-year-old junior in high school. My mother was exploring various forms of New Age studies as a means of self-improvement. And during her research, she connected with a Pythagorean numerologist living two hours south of us in Milwaukee, named Ken Nelson. She purchased three numerology charts from him, one for herself, one for my dad, and one for me. The chart consisted of the chart itself composed by hand, along with two 60-minute cassette tapes filled up on both sides, containing Ken's voice in real time, assessing my numbers, offering his musings and assessments, number by number. I found myself huddled tightly around my cassette player, deeply drawn in by the words of this nearly 70-year-old man who I'd never met, who was effortlessly describing me with extremely precise detail. His accurate assessment of who I already was made me very curious to hear what he'd say about me and my emerging adult self, as well as my life's mission. I ended up listening to his tapes several times in a row, taking careful notes. My mother reported back to Ken just how much of a hit my chart was, and he was so delighted that he passed along book recommendations and encouraged me to start studying on my own. And so I did. At first, I started by calculating my friends' names, followed up by running the numbers on boys that I had crushes on, And that's actually something I continued to do well into my adulthood all the way up until when I met my now husband. As my confidence grew, I started running the numbers for my friends' boyfriends, their husbands, and their children. 
And that brought me to taking the biggest plunge, stepping out with faith in my understanding of the numbers and advising strangers and clients about their numbers and how to make them work best in their favor. All the while, Ken was there. He became an extremely dear and close family friend. And as a result, he was my mentor. For over two decades, he shared his spirit, his wisdom, his wit, and his interpretations with me. In truth, he became a second father to me. One year after my real father died, in late 2016, Ken passed away at the age of 93. Before he died, he told me he was passing on the torch to me. He encouraged me to take what he'd given me and do something impactful with it. And that's what I hope to do in this podcast. Before I begin my assessment of the numbers and their chart placements, there are a few points I would like to make to help everything make better sense as we go. The study of numerology is rooted in the belief that everything falls within a cycle, and that cycle runs from the numbers 1 through 9. The number 1 represents the self, fresh starts, new beginnings, the initiation of new projects and life chapters. The number 9 represents the entirety of humanity, the completion and endings of projects and chapters started during the One Vibration, harvesting the rewards of a job well done, and letting go of what is passing away. All the numbers in between that one through nine represent pieces of that journey from initiation to completion, start to finish, and even represent the journey of birth through death. A common analogy for this view is to look at the cycle through the lens of gardening. The one is the decision to plant the garden. It's the planning, the purchasing of seeds, and getting them successfully planted in the ground. The numbers that follow represent the watering of the seeds, waiting for them to sprout, protecting them as they grow, and nurturing them to full maturity. The nine represents the harvesting of the plant, the onset of colder weather, the end of the growing season, and the soil returning to rest. We see elements of these cycles in terms of our personalities and individual makeup. The numbers in our personal charts show us what parts of the numerology cycle we bring as strengths into the world, what we can contribute, and they also point out areas where we may need to learn some lessons and do some self-work. They also show up for us in cycles of time, days, months, years, and in the case of pinnacles, even decades. Using both components together, they can help us ascertain where to place our focus and our energy, and when to put that energy in motion. Like people, every number falls on a continuum of potentiality, meaning free will is a thing. Therefore, these numbers can be felt either as an active vibration or something that is lying dormant within. All the numbers have their light sides and shadow sides. They are multifaceted and have their strengths and weaknesses, just like people. I prefer to think of this light and shadow effect more in terms of full power versus low power, or in the flow versus resistant. Along that vein, I want to stress that there is no such thing as a good number or a bad number. They are all equal in terms of their potential for contribution, purpose, and importance. That being said, how we relate to these numbers on an individual level varies depending on our own numerological makeup. Some numbers are extremely compatible and pair together harmoniously. Others 
Not so much. For example, if your chart has a lot of ones in it, the number of initiative, determination, and swift action, you might not like going through a two or a seven vibration, where the numbers are all about learning to wait and be patient. Conversely, a person with a lot of twos, the number of the shy, peace-loving listener, may not enjoy going through a one vibration, which contains lessons about assertiveness, leadership, and independence. How the numbers feel on a personal level is completely and entirely subjective. Everyone who studies the numbers finds that there are numbers that they prefer and others that they do not. I know I have mine. As you listen to this podcast series, you are sure to discover yours as well. One last point. Among numerologists, there seems to be a lack of uniformity or agreement about the terms that are used for the number placements within a person's chart. So in addition to using the terms I prefer to use, I'm also going to be explaining what data is used to generate these calculations. So if you do additional research or read the work of other numerologists and come across different terms, you will know how to identify their terms by the figures that go into the calculation. In episode two, I'm going to discuss the meanings and functions of the birth path and destiny numbers. I will teach you the computations behind each of these chart placements right out of the gate so you can start computing your own numbers. Once we've got these essentials down pat, we will be progressing through each birth path and destiny number one episode at a time. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope this was entertaining and interesting. I will see you again in the next episode titled Birth Paths and Destinies, The Basics. See you then. <music>